Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, the Masters 2022. What a memorable Masters. I am I'm always going to remember what happened there with Scotty Scheffler really just red hot coming in. It kind of reminded me in 2015, a good friend of mine, John Harvey, mentioned this uh, to me the other day. This felt like in 2015, Jordan Spieth coming in on a heater, winning at Valspar, and in his case, just getting a lot of, of momentum there in 2015 before he ran away with it. Uh, by four shots and I, I think yeah I did feel the same with Scotty Shuffler coming in strong obviously with those three wins and Bay Hill and and so many other places match play I mean winning is some tough really uh, amazing fields as well against these players uh, Phoenix I mean these are really some of the perennial fields out there that, that you meet that's not in a major so Scotty really had it going um, so yeah let's let's get to a little recap here with a good friend of mine Craig can you've heard him seen him on the golf channel over the years live from coverage he used to really be the main anchor he used to be uh, the rich learner out there at Torrey Pines in 2008 if you guys remember uh, you know, when Tiger and Rocco were going at it he was the primetime anchor man and it was really just fun to see him in that role and he was there for many years at golf channel and now Sirius XM PJ Tour radio he's a host over there as well uh, for Connected, which you can listen to on Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m. He always has very good guests, insights from Bob Herrig. Uh, typically, he's a regular on the show. He's got John Feinstein this week, who just has so much perspective about the Masters. He's covered that probably longer than I've been alive. So you do want to check out Craig Can's uh, uh, show this week on SiriusXM. And listen, like this is this is a guy who I think we've known each other for about 10 years. We would have met at the Masters and other events in the past. GWAA, Golf Writers Association, they always have different functions, different dinners. So it's always fun uh, to, to, just to hang out with Craig. We always text uh, typically during major championship weeks about our thoughts. And so you're going to hear what we uh, are thinking initially after this Masters uh, win for Scotty Scheffler and, of course, Ted Scott. Uh, on the bag, Tiger Woods, got to get into that as well, Roy McIlroy, so many different topics to cover with Craig, but this guy has such a breadth of knowledge with golf and with covering it in golf media as he's been into it for, gosh, it feels like at least two, two and a half decades. Um, really one of the one of the original Golf Channel guys, so he's a big part of that team back in, in Orlando um, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, but really Really good dude. He's got some perspective here. Before we get to him, uh, EncoreGolf.com. Check him out. Three balls, one truth. Technology matters. Golf is complicated, as we all know, and choosing the right golf ball for your game doesn't have to be. Encore's three-ball lineup covers the full spectrum of spin, trajectory, and compression to ensure your golf game is completely dialed in. And with their direct-to-consumer model, they have a ball to fit any budget for any of us out there. So it's really good stuff there. You can follow on Instagram at Encore Golf. And also, if you order online, you get 10% off any of the golf balls there. Use the promo code for my Beyond the Clubhouse. It's B, the letter B, Clubhouse, and get 10% off when you order Encore Golf Balls online. All right, let's get to it. Craig Can here on Beyond the Clubhouse. 
All right, I'm pleased to be joined by my next guest, a longtime friend of mine, Craig Can, and you've seen him on the Golf Channel over the years, live from at the major championships in studio. This guy is a fixture in golf. He was formerly with the LPGA as well. And really, right now, you're going to hear him on Connected every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. on SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio, one of the best listens, one of the best shows out there. Craig, how are you doing uh, the day after the Masters? I don't think I'm doing as well as Scotty Scheffler, but... Uh... Or Ted Scott, but I think I'm doing okay. It was a lot of fun to watch yesterday. And, um, you know, it, it was uh, it was one of those masters that I, I don't think it had the drama that we were all truly, truly hoping for. For a little sliver of time, we thought we might get something. But still, terrific week and uh, a lot of great storylines coming out of it. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And, and listen, this is the kind of what I'm trying to do with my podcast always is back and forth. If you mm -hmm. have a question for me, I have a question for you. I mean, it's just conversation. That's the best kind yeah. of kind of podcast, I think. And so I guess my first question to you would just be like, what do we take away from what Scheffler has done? But also in on top of that, what the four for nine record, they're almost batting 500 together. This is yeah. amazing what Ted Scott has done to help him as well. Yeah, it's unheard of. I, I think it's a true, uh, true partnership. You know, as much as we think uh, Scheffler is is an amazing player, and a few years ago, before he even got to the PGA Tour, his record dictated that we would probably say this guy's going to be really good. Um, you have to give a lot of credit to his caddy. You do. I, I don't think there's any way around that. What they were able to do with the Masters together um, is remarkable. What they've been able to do dating back to Bay Hill. Nice, uh, nice sweatshirt, by the way. Nice little pullover. <laughs> Oh, on, um, and good timing, good timing. I just think it's remarkable, you know, to to have him be questioned as a Ryder Cup pick, which we we did um, do what he's done over the last two months. Um, nobody saw that type of stuff coming. But at the same time, now that we've watched it, I think we're really enjoying it. I think we're really embracing him. Yes. And, and with his story, just so many, the support was there. I know his dad talked to the media, Scott Scheffler, and he said, Hey, you, you just support your kids. If they have dreams, who am I to get in the way of his dreams? And this is a kid that would show up to the golf course in Dallas with his coach, Randy Smith, right? Since the age right. of six, I love that story. It's almost like Michael Bannon and, and uh, Rory McIlroy, or it's almost mm -hmm. like Sergio Garcia and his dad. I love these longtime coaches in a sport that is so, you know, What's the next best coach? I got to I got to do a quick fix. I mean, what do you make of that aspect as well? Well, and you could throw JT in there as well. I mean, you could throw Tiger Woods in there if you date back all the way to uh, he and his dad. I think one of the cool things, um, Garrett, is that we we always seem to focus on what stars are playing, how well are they playing, and then you know we get to a PGA Tour event and all of a sudden, oh, so and so's not in the field. We need to embrace the stories. We need to dig a little deeper on the storytelling. We need to figure out who these people are. Um, he's made what, you know, 10 million bucks over the last, uh, I don't know, five, six weeks, whatever it is. Oh. It's crazy stuff. And this guy is not only number one in the world, but he, he seems like the guy next door that would be number one in your neighborhood. And I think that's important. I think, I think we need to embrace that type of stuff. He's humble. He's certainly appreciative. His walk off the 18th green up to Butler Cabin and up to the clubhouse yesterday was just something that um, it made you feel good, you know. And I'll, I'll be honest, uh, watching Cam Smith as well, you know, I think we need to dig a little deeper into this guy because he was compelling. 
You know, he's, he's got that look, that Joe Dirt look to him. But, man, he's fun to watch. And it was disappointing to see what happened to him at the 12th hole. But I want to learn more about him as well. So we can talk about, you know, all the superstars, Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. And we can talk about Bryson. Right. And we can talk about Kepka. We can go down the line. Sure, we can talk about Tiger if you want to. But all these things are great. Who are these people? Why should we pay attention? Why is golf great? That's what the Masters brought out to me. Yeah, and to that point, uh, I always love the human interest side of, of, of these mm -hmm. stars, right? That's always been my thing. Grow with the rookies yeah, and understand you. the family, understand the motivation, the support. And clearly, as a huge support to Scotty Scheffler with his family, with his wife, um, I can remember a moment. Uh, Craig can when in his first Masters in 2020, him and his wife uh, were on the, the famous patio. Everybody loves those little umbrellas and those seats. They were having lunch and he was wearing a polo shirt untucked. Okay. <laughs> he was wearing Jordan shoes and he was just basically having lunch and walking and kind of observing the property, soaking it all in. That's so many great views from there. Could you imagine somebody only in his third Masters, what he's been able to do? This is really impressive stuff. Well, how many times do you see players, Tiger Woods would be one of them, who are so focused on the task at hand, right? So locked in with their eyes that they walk past the patrons, they, they walk past uh, the media, they walk past fellow players because they are saying, I've got to try to win the Masters this week. I need a green jacket, whatever it is. And they don't absorb and soak up um, the atmosphere. The fact that they made it down Magnolia Lane to begin with, the fact that they right. could walk the grounds, the fact that they could play in the par three contest with their kids, um, the fact that they might be able to go have a pimento cheese sandwich or an egg salad sandwich, for gosh sakes, or a fifty beer like you're talking about, sitting on the patio and just saying, wow, am I here? You know, and you go back to Randy Smith and you talk about that sort of stuff. That to me is special. And um, I think he's that guy. I, it was funny on the, on the telecast, perhaps you heard this yesterday. They were, they were talking about, you know, he hasn't changed over the last six, eight weeks. Well, how could he? He hasn't had time yet. I mean, and I don't think he will anyway. You know, he's not going to change. He seems like that guy. You could throw a hundred million dollars at him and he's just going to go, you know, I'm yeah, playing no golf. Deal. I'm living my dream. <laughs> I'm having a good time. All that sort of stuff. That's, that's what I really like about him. And I know he's probably going to take a few weeks off and all. that will probably change. You know, that's yes. probably what's going to change is schedule and stuff. Right. The repercussions going forward. What, what does this mean? The next start? Yeah. Are we not going to see him till the PGA? That's kind of right. what, what happens a lot of times in these cases. Listen, I have to ask you about Roy McIlroy and, mm -hmm. and, and talk about somebody who's not changed. That guy hasn't changed a, 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 an iota uh, yeah. since he came out of Hollywood, Northern Ireland. He's just so giving of his time. And I was fortunate to talk with him before the Masters. Uh, his whole plan was hey, uh, going in as a kid. I got a chance at the Grand Slam. But what would 10-year-old Rory think? And what we saw of him on Sunday, that glorious finish, that hole out on yeah. the last hole, and just the kind of playing with freedom. What did you see from Rory in that in that finish? Well, I saw what, what Rory's been about for a long time. Um, I don't think there's a player out there on the PGA Tour that people would, or in professional golf, that people would root for more or celebrate more if he slipped on a green jacket someday. Now, there's a couple of things. Um, I, I made this comment on Twitter yesterday, he, he and Morikawa, if you were going to take two players and you were going to parade them around the world to represent the game of golf, just two, I might pick those two. They're a PR dream. They do the right things. They say the right things. They represent the game so well. Rory's amazing. He always has been. 
That being said, and I think everybody rooting for him to have the career grand slam, to win the masters, to, to wear a green jacket. There was no pressure on Rory yesterday. Okay. There, there was, there was freedom <laughs> to, to do what he did. His round of golf was amazing. Could he have done that if he was a shot off the lead? Could he have done that with two shots in hand? I'm not suggesting that he wouldn't have. I'm suggesting that's a question that I have. And I think we're at a point with Rory where we just don't know what he's able to handle. It's been a long time since he won a major. Majors are really tough to win these days. So we got to cut him a break on that. They're very difficult to win. There are so many great players. And um, I think we went into the Masters rooting for him, but we weren't going to bet on him. Right. You know, very few people were betting on him. I, I thought John Rahm was the guy. Hey, that's me. Well, who am I? What am I thinking? You know, Cam Smith and and um, and Scotty Scheffler were the two best players in the PGA Tour this year. If you really think about it, why did why did nobody really pick those two guys? So I'm just saying that that watching Rory down the stretch was fantastic. That shot at 18. I hope Garrett. The best thing that could happen is that he takes this and goes and wins the PGA. That'd be the best thing that could happen. Go win another major this year and and win at St Andrews for gosh sakes. Do something. And I'm not saying. My gosh, just show us something. You don't do anything anymore. But that's what I would like to see because I, I I just think he's so great for the game. Mm. Well, speaking of St. Andrews, I asked him at Bay Hill. It's amazing how access works. Nobody requested him after his first round at Bay Hill. And he had just just coming off a win. It just yeah. shows you just the um, shining lights, right? The, the shiny object aspect of covering golf and that there's so few people on the beat now that yeah. you're going to run into a Scheffler not being around. So, but I did ask him there after his first round. I said, hey, have you ever been to St. Andrews or what do you know about it? He's like, no, I've never been. <laughs> number one player in the world never been and now he's going to be clearly a favorite he hits a ball low you know he plays the win there in dallas he, he's just used to that i mean this is crazy kind of what this narrative is turning into on top of that i wanted to ask you about ted scott and what mm -hmm. he brings to the table i was so lucky to be part of the four or five reporters that asked him what this meant and he was just he got so emotionally broke down and cried about it and it's just it, this is something i have always asked teddy scott what is the key to a new player when he caddy? And he says, you have to read their personality and adapt. Teddy Scott may be the best ever at that. What do you think? Well, first off, um, reading Scotty Scheffler's personality would not require a master's degree or a PhD. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty easy to figure out who he is and what he's all about. So, um, well, but in know, fairness, Azinger, Azinger and Bubba were a little bit harder for him to well, read. That's what I was just going to say. Um, he, he's had other guys <laughs> that, that were probably a little bit more challenging and might require, uh, not just those two degrees, but about six to 10 months worth of counseling every other year. Okay. Um, look, I think it's fantastic. I'm not a professional caddy. Uh, I know a few for sure. And have spent time around those guys when I was out covering on a regular basis. Um, I know it's not an easy job. And, um, you know, as an example, watching Cam Smith's caddy yesterday, uh, I, I clearly thought that at, at a certain point, Smith looked very stressed and, and a bit, you know, um, uncomfortable to say the least after what happened, a bit shocked. And I don't think his caddy looked all that calm. Um, I, I think he could have pumped him back up. Uh, it wasn't over at that point, right. but um Having said that, you know, look, um, I never minimize a caddy's job, okay? Um, in professional golf, it's not easy. 
could Scotty Scheffler go out there with a with a rangefinder, a laser, and and do the same thing? I don't know. Based on what I've seen, pretty laid back. Maybe he's able to. But the fact of the matter is, he's got a guy carrying the bag who seems to know what he's doing. And um, so while we celebrate guys like Fluff and Bones uh, over the years, and and uh, Stevie Williams and some of the other guys, um, this guy, this guy's got something for sure. And it is a team game at the highest level. And clearly he deserves some praise um, for being able to go take that little flag off the stick on 18 and, and have it for his own. Definitely. Well, listen, we talked about Rory. We talked about the team of Scheffler and, and Ted Scott. Is there anything else that really stood out to you and compelled you about watching Master Sunday? I don't know. Did, did Tiger play this week? <laughs> um, you know, I love so it. <laughs> going into the Masters, it was Tiger, 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 Tiger. And, um, you know, I, I count me, count my friend John Cook, among others who didn't think Tiger was going to play. Tiger clearly knew something that others, um, you know, might have hoped for, maybe not buying into. He played. Uh, I'll ask you, um, what do you think? I mean, I, I was absolutely glued this week. This is the first time, you know, from a live stream and all the other stuff that I wanted to watch every shot Tiger hit. And I'm not usually like that. I'm not. I was joking around with some buddies saying <laughs> Tiger's playing. There's probably a live stream feed on his right knee, his right leg, his left foot, his back. I mean, we probably have 10 live streams going on Tiger Woods right now. Maybe one on Charlie who might be playing over the par three course. I don't have any idea, but it was, man, it was amazing. Um, it's almost like he, he did everything he could do to make the cut. He hoped he could do more. And his body wasn't going to allow that. And he just wasn't sharp enough when it mattered. I mean, him putting on Saturday was difficult. But I'll tell you, the fact that he was there um, is, is really something special. And I think, I'm not saying we had this like passing of the torch by any means. Tiger was a huge story. Scotty Scheffler's the one we all need to be talking about. I just hope Scheffler gets the credit he's due. To me, Tiger was amazing. Your thoughts on Woods? Yeah, well, I think having Woods at Augusta, it's just the most special thing in sports. Listen, yeah. we're, we're golf guys. I get that there's, there's an opinion there to lean towards golf events. Brady, of course, the fact that Brady's so active, the fact that Rafael Nadal is so active. And, and of course, even Roger Federer is still active. You think yeah. about it. This is an amazing time in sports, but particularly if you're looking at one venue, Augusta is and Tiger in the same sentence, how many more years will we be lucky enough to say that? And I was talking to fans and patrons, whatever they want to be called, uh, this week, and I said, this is so special. You guys are taking pictures in front of the clubhouse. You'll always remember this year because there's only going to be, I don't know, two, three more years of Tiger really competing and having a chance to win as he maybe have had early Thursday, early Friday. But it's Friday. the one golf course that if you play it, you know, as, as smartly as, as you know it, and you can, you can do that and carry it to the golf. He can contend at 47 next year. He can I agree with you. He can do that. I agree with you, but here's the other great thing about the tapestry of Augusta, right? What, what it represents the, the, the beauty of it on the first tee on Thursday with the, there's a, a crowd. Oh, maybe it's 10 or 12 deep, really not as many fans as you would expect because they're all mm -hmm. spread out, but you have everyone in the same spot. That's one of the beauties of Augusta. There's no lower box, lower bowl, section 201. Oh, I'm in the nosebleeds tonight. No, everyone's on the same footing as J Jim Harbaugh, who I saw out there, Joe Montana with this whole family. Everyone's giddy. Everyone's excited. And even Scott Van Pelt is on his tiptoes looking and watching 
Tiger Woods tee off. And also Peyton Manning, also on his tiptoes, one of the top guys in all of NFL history yeah. in the same position as well. These guys, they don't have the creme de la creme of seats. They're right there with the patrons and everyone's kind of in this together. And that's one of the beauties, I think, of Augusta and the way it's set up. Everyone has the same kind of seat. It's all up to you. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> it was a great it was a great week to gear up for the masters. It was a great week to watch the masters. You know, it's one other takeaway I had watching on Sunday was looking at the greens and the complexes of the greens and how burnt out they were to the yeah. eye on television. Anyway. I mean, what do we have? 23 inches worth of rain beginning of the week. I, I mean, we know that the sub air system under those greens is, is working just fine because they were able to create uh, the type of a golf course that, that they wanted to see at Augusta national and um, and one that gave us uh, a really good finish on, on Sunday. I mean, it, you know, Scheffler hits a really high ball. He was able to land it and yep. stop it. We saw pitch marks on the green on Sunday. Um, the golf course was terrific. Um, hats off to the folks at Augusta national. They did a, a remarkable job this week. Um, they always do, but I, I just felt like, I felt like the week was really perfect. The way it was choreographed, every single thing seemed to work out just, just the way they wanted it to. And um, lo and behold, the number one guy in the world who we probably doubted is number one a uh, month, uh, a month ago, you know, eh, yeah. Does it really feel like he's a number one player in the world? I don't know. My gosh. Um, I might go to the grocery store today and he might already be on a Wheaties box and he probably deserves it. So uh, that's where I, <laughs> That's where I leave Augusta makes me excited about uh, the PGA and the rest of the majors this year. Golf's in a fantastic place. I think we've all been shown that when Tiger does exit the game, we're just fine. Mm. We're just fine. It's in good hands with these, with these younger players yeah. and, and still having Rory and other guys as well. No right? doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Craig. Uh, been a blast having you on here on the podcast beyond the clubhouse and listen uh, how can our my listeners follow you on social media at craig can on twitter with two k's uh same on instagram uh then go to my website and check out uh, canadvisory.com which is what i do these days traveling speaking and uh working with leaders uh, of corporations on presenting their brand presenting themselves but um man i'm, I'm looking forward to my show this week on sirius xm connected tuesday nights uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. You've been a guest. It's a lot of interviews. Got a great show this week with uh, Mad Dog. Chris Russo is going to join me. Oh, uh, John Feinstein is going to join me. Oh. John Cook, as always, Bob Herrig. And uh, Colt Nost, who had a big week covering golf at the Masters, is also one of my guests. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And thanks for having me a part of your show. You do a great job. I appreciate it. And, and you mentioned Colt Nost. I was out there on Saturday night at the Top Golf Augusta and Colt and Davis Love were doing long drive contests. They were kind of the headliners of the <laughs> event. Hundreds of people uh, from Augusta were there. Just, you know, golf fans as well. Yeah. Cole is just brilliant, man. He, he is a man of the people. And I saw it oh, firsthand. Yeah. And you see it all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's great. And they have a lot of fun on their show. Um, he and Drew Stoltz. I'm looking forward to having him get his perspective on it. I'm, I'm sure he's pinching himself you know, today for what he was able to do. And, and it was a compelling listen, you know, the live stream and, and all the stuff that they did with the featured groups and whatnot. But uh, yeah, just a, just a fabulous week. Great stuff. Craig can. Thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. 
All right, big thanks to Craig for coming on. I, I love the insight there on Tiger and, and what this means and how, how, how pumped we all should be to have seen him there last week. Scotty Scheffler, of course, he just does feel like a regular Joe. It's great. Guy you're going to see at the grocery store, maybe you're going to see him on the Wheaties box that quickly. This guy, it's been a meteoric rise to the top. So very fun stuff with Craig. He's really one of the best guys in golf media. I love his attitude. Always upbeat. He's got a great perspective that comes from you know, trial and error, being out there for so long and, and understanding um, what works is relationships are so good with the people who cover the game, with the players. I mean, Craig is really one of a kind. I, I, I appreciate him coming on. And you can, of course, see this on YouTube and also on Twitter at Johnson Garrett. We'll see some of the best clips. Uh, subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. I hope you're enjoying some of the content I got from Scotty Scheffler uh, that came out this past week. Uh, and also the interview I did with him there, 2020 Masters. I was the only person to interview him uh, at that Masters tournament. Get his takeaways, initial takeaways from Augusta. And now here he is two years later winning and uh, talking to Coach Randy Smith, uh, his longtime coach since the age of six. Randy, you hear six and a half from Randy, then you hear seven the next day. It's okay. He's a little bit older. <laughs> but anyway, Randy gave some great insight on the last podcast as well. Check that out. It's Randy Smith and Scotty Scheffler podcast from 2020 Masters. And hope you guys enjoy this. So I will catch up again soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.